Welcome to the Vanilla to Vixen podcast. This show contains adult content, so if you are under 18 or easily offended, please switch off now. Mr. and Mrs. N are not qualified relationship counsellors. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Now the disclaimer is out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy our journey from Vanilla to Vixen. Welcome to episode 66 of Vadilla to Vixen. We are your hosts, Mr. and Mrs. N, and we're also known as... The Naughty Couple. Hello, Mrs. N. Hello, Mr. N. Wow, what a week it's been. <laughs> it's been quiet, because delicious Debs has been in PDI. <laughs> but I'm back. Hey. Talking of PDI, which of course is, is what is it, Player de Ingels? Or, or, yes. It, did I pronounce that right? I don't know, because I'm not sure I pronounce it properly. Did you hear about the penguin that went to PDI? Go on. You, you mean to tell me you didn't hear about the penguin? I, I must tell you all about the penguin. I, the I definitely didn't see any penguins. Well, you see, that's the thing. The, the, the penguin, who went to PDI, right, hires a car and decides he's going to have a drive round. Okay. Okay, and, and then he's... Th- Driving down the road, didn't even have any fun, didn't even do anything. No dogging. No, 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 no dogging with a penguin. Not allowed in, in the sand dunes. Absolutely not. No, we'll talk about those in a bit. And it is suddenly, car stops. So he gets out, has a look underneath the car, which is quite weird, he's a penguin, and there's all oil dripping. So he nurses the car to the local garage, and the, the mechanic at the garage says, I tell you what, you go off and, and have you know have a look at the shops and and come back in 10 15 minutes and and i'll tell you what's wrong with the car so the penguin goes off it goes off and, and finds himself one of those ice cream parlors and he thinks to himself oh in this in this pdi heat it's about 38 degrees yeah don't rub that in devs <laughs> been bloody freezing here <laughs> oh i really feel sorry for you and the poor poor penguin he thinks to himself that that vanilla ice cream that would just hit the spot so he orders a, it's the only vanilla thing i like <laughs> exactly he orders himself a big bowl of vanilla ice cream and waitress puts it down and of course he's got no hands he's a penguin <laughs> so he kind of eats it the best he can he makes a hell of a mess there's, there's vanilla ice cream all over the place and he thinks to himself oh blimey it's been about 25 30 minutes i better get back to the to the mechanic and see what's happening so he walks back to the mechanic and sure enough, there's his car, it's on ramps, the bonnet's all up, or the hood if you're in our, one of our American listeners, and he shouts, have you sorted my car out yet? And the mechanic comes from behind the bonnet and says, well, he says, it looks as if you've blown a seal. And he went, no, 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 rubs his mouth, I mean, it's just ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> Oh my god, a funny joke! I should go away more often if we come back to that calibre of jokes. It's been a week for me to find that. 
you've excelled yourself, Mr. N. I know. <laughs> that was actually funny. <laughs> it was actually funny. So, Blade It Inc., we've got so much to talk about. I so know. much to talk about. And we've got a brand new game. We have. <laughs> What's the game called? Um, don't be a dickhead. Um, <laughs> Don't I'm not be... sure as we've actually given it a name. I think, actually, I think you should all come up with a name for this new game. At the minute, it's called Debs's Don't Be a Dickhead. Yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll accept. Yeah, all the I names. think you guys should come in with some answers and, and suggest names for our new game. It's a very fun game. It didn't even start out as a game, but it very rapidly turned itself into a game. It did. It and now it's a did. game that anybody can play. Yes. It's a good game. It is a good game. But before we talk about the game, yes. I just want to talk about last week's show. Okay. So uh, last week's show, for anybody that hasn't listened to it yet, and why not? Shame on you. Yes. Um, we talked about whether or not uh, swinging was considered uh, cheating. Oh, that hot potato. That hot potato, yes. Because we've been asked a few times by people to discuss we, that. We didn't say exactly. We, we, we were kind of discussing the morality of being a single person in the lifestyle um, and swinging without your partner's consent. Yes. And talk, it, it was yeah. a right hot potato. It was. And, it, you know, it was... It was it was a big discussion and there are lots... It's a big, it's, it's a big subject, though, isn't, isn't it? It's yeah. a big topic. It is. Uh, and we've had loads of messages from people saying that, that they really enjoyed the podcast mm. and that they love the fact that we, you know, we tackle these... Difficult questions. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, probably, sometimes, questions that people don't want to talk about yeah. and we give our opinions and what we think. Um which was brilliant and I'm you know I'm so glad that you guys enjoy what we do um but the after obviously um the podcast had gone out I had received a, a message from a very very lovely lady um who kind of put a different spin on it which we didn't actually consider at the time when we were doing the podcast okay and that was if you are playing with um say a married man or a married woman maybe one of the other partners doesn't know from your perspective if you're in a as a couple as a couple a couple playing with a single man or a single lady who's married yes yes um would you feel a sort of uh comfort that they are already involved in a relationship uh and so possibly their head isn't in the idea of they they want things to go further or stuff which is is it so that technically happy at home in your mind yes so they're not going to run off with your wife or husband yeah it's so all about safer just playing play. with somebody who yeah. is i i can't say that i agree with that because i think feelings do, we don't choose who, when or how we're going to get feelings yes yeah. um but do you personally i'm allergic to that shit it's like teflon coating it just rolls <laughs> off the skin but but it know, might be that that people think as a couple people think well i'd much rather play I'm safer with somebody who's yeah, already it might not obviously to somebody else it might not actually be true but that's probably what they think that's how they feel that they think it's it's, a, it's probably a less there's less chance even though like you say you can't help it if you suddenly grow feelings for people even if you have no intentions of doing it yeah but i wondered whether there were people out there that probably prefer playing with um married or or potentially people that already have partners because they feel it's less risky i i can see why people would feel like that and i can understand that kind of mindset but i don't i i think it is um false reassurance 
I think if you're going to develop feelings for somebody, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily, you know, there's been people that have been quite happily uh, married for many, many years and suddenly mm. go, oh, well, I want a divorce. And, and the, the partner's gone, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Yeah. Because they've, you know, they've found somebody at work or, or you know, in a, a some kind of social environment, you know, at the bowls club or wherever and realised that, you know, the or thought that the grass is greener on the other side. Mm. It isn't usually if it's greener on the other side, it's because it's been watered with more bullshit. But, you know, um, there is that kind of... It, there's a potential for that to happen no yeah. matter where you are. And I think it's less likely to happen within the lifestyle, if I'm honest. Much less likely because everybody knows what they're there for. Yeah, uh, and, and actually on the back of that... Obviously, everybody knows mine and Mr. N's dynamic and the fact that it's taken me a very, very long time for me to feel comfortable with him, you know, either soft playing with uh, another woman. And and we had conversations, didn't we? We've talked, we've talked endlessly. We do talk endlessly. But one of, the, one of my concerns was always, I worried about him playing with another woman in case he found somebody better than me and the, oh. woman, the woman scooped me up in her arms and carried me away <laughs> I always say and I stick by this if a woman can take my man mm. she can have him yeah that that is the voice of a secure woman if a woman can take my man she can have him and I, I, I we've talked about this before on a very early podcast and my thing was Obviously, if it was going to happen, it's out of my control anyway. But I felt, with us being in the naughty hobby, I would have felt that I put him in that situation. So I may have created it. But in reality, Mr. N literally worships a grand you walk on. This is true. <laughs> literally worships a grand you walk on. And it, even going and playing with somebody else, it, it's like... He gets his cake and eat it, but he still goes home with his cake. And Delicious yeah. Debs was actually there to prove a point on one particular occasion. I was indeed. Mm. 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 I and was. I have also threatened him that if he ever did run off with anybody, I would literally haunt him to death. So. Would you? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, no, save your energy, love. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Having been there, done that, save your energy. Don't, don't just pack the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Would, you know, um, it, you know, I'm not saying this because it's never happened to me. Quite mm. the quite the reverse. Yeah. This has happened to me twice, um, with really quite devastating results. The first time, the second time, not quite so much because um, it had, he cheated several times, and yeah. then um, I realised that I actually deserved better than that. But it took a long time for me to realise I deserved better than that. Mm. Um, and then when he went, he literally went with my blessing because I was literally up to my eyeballs with feeling bad. And I was on antidepressants because of how badly things were going. Yeah. And I still wanted to hang on to it. What kind of fuckwit was I? You know? <laughs> so were you... That, when you had that relationship and whatever was going on, were you in the naughty hobby at that yes. time? Yeah, we'd met. We'd met within the the lifestyle, oh, okay. and um, and were on the scene for the the full extent of our marriage. Unfortunately, some people, and it probably isn't his fault. Come on, I'm going to make excuses for him like his mother did his entire life. It probably wasn't, <laughs> and it still does. It probably wasn't his fault. You know, his for him the erotic part of it was the lies and the deceit. Right, that was the exciting bit. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, being given permission to do it was no fun doing that because you're allowed to. Yeah. Why would you want to do anything you're allowed to do? Exactly. There's yeah. a, there's and that a says a lot huge... about him and not much about me. There's that a... says a lot about him as a human being. Yeah. There's, a, there's a huge, huge difference between playing with permission yeah. and, and then going off and wanting to do it behind someone's back. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, we all know if... It, okay, if we're planning a special present for one for our loved ones, there's an excitement about that cloak and dagger, can't let them find out. A surprise party. If you're planning a surprise party for somebody you love, not necessarily a lover, but, you know, a parent, yeah. a sibling, a child, yeah. you, you exp- there is that cloak and dagger of ex- doing this exciting thing that we can't let anybody know. We can't let that person know. Yeah. The, the cloak and dagger bit is really very exciting. It's slightly stressful. The two things can be very confused between exciting and stressful, but it all kind of works together. <sighs> and I think, you know, there is an... For some human beings, they need that adrenaline rush. For me, you can shove Alton Towers up your arse. I don't want an adrenaline rush. If I want to be frightened the bejesus out of me, I look at my tax return. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to get on a white-knuckle roller coaster, but just because... That shows the difference between some human beings and some do need that adrenaline of I'm doing this really naughty thing that nobody knows about. For me, they're not people that belong in the lifestyle. I'm, I'm going to throw something out there and I'd be interested to see what your reaction is, Debs, and you, Mr. N. Oh, this is exciting. Brace yourself, Mr. N. So we talk about people being in the naughty hobby and having sex with other people. What are your thoughts on messages photographs never meeting right so my personal opinion oh jesus this is gonna get worse embracing, now, yeah. embracing yourself there we go. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just so a- i think sex is a physical thing it is like scratching an itch we can have sex that means nothing but could be really good with a bit of a connection so for me, if my partner wants to have sex with 10 other people, go have sex with 10 other people because it can just be sex. Yeah. But if my partner was messaging their deepest, darkest thoughts, their worries, their woes, their emotional baggage to somebody else, but not fucking them, I would feel like they cheated on me. Yeah. Because it- emotionally, they're my partner. I should be the one they turn to emotionally. Yeah. So if they're not turning to me emotionally, that means I don't have their primary emotional investment. I think you could... You, uh, yeah, I'm sure you're going to agree with this. If you, <laughs> you could send an emotional text to somebody, but the minute you think, I couldn't show my partner that, that's when, for me, it becomes Or cheating. if you've got a problem that you... Because no one else can help. So men, men <laughs> don't Maybe you use can the A-team. <laughs> men don't share their shit easily. It's got to be something big if they're sharing it with anybody. If that anybody is not me, that shows that they don't have that level of emotional investment in me. Yeah. Because I'm not the first person they've come to. If they've already shared it with me and I've given them a shit answer, <laughs> they've then gone to ten other people. Well, you know. But if I'm not the first person that they turn to, yeah. that shows that I am not the first person on their emotional support list. And if I'm not the first person on your emotional support list, I'm not that. I am not your person. 
And what what about what about sexting? What what's your opinion on sexting? If you're sexting and I know you're sexting, that's fine. If you're sexting and you're hiding it from me, yeah. that's cheating. But of course, but this is all about how Mrs. N and I feel about it. Yeah, of course. This is about communication between a, a couple. This yeah. is communication between him and her. Mm. If she's saying, I don't care who you're sexting. Yeah. You still shouldn't need to hide it. Exactly. 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 I or, mean, but if she says, you can sex, but I don't want to know about it, then obviously you're going to hide it. Mm. If you could do it, but I don't want to know. That's a different mind we talked about completely. That last time. We yeah, talked about, that last. about that last But then week, sometimes they? when they do find out about it, you can that can be a, a yeah. shitstorm as well. I so. mean, the thing is, especially because obviously, um, you know, I get uh, messages from lots of single guys. But one thing I always do, and it's a question they ask sometimes, um, does hubby know that you're talking to me? And it's a automatically very quickly response yes it's obvious and why because he he knows everything i share everything with mr n he knows what messages i've had my husband used to pretend to be me so as he could see what men would say if they thought he didn't know about it right oh okay and how did that work how did it go oh some of them were dickheads and would say oh yeah we could go off and do this yeah Really? And it said very clearly that we played, you know, it was a, it was about a couple thing. It wasn't about, we didn't yeah. have single profiles. We only had a couple profile yeah. when we played as a yeah. couple. It wasn't technically true because he'd fuck anything. But, <laughs> you know, um, I'd stand at the bar and have a cup of tea and he'd go upstairs and fuck something else. Um, but um, it was very clear that I didn't go off and play on my own. So he'd happily start the message. I mean... To be honest, there must be a lot of people around here now that think I'm illiterate. He wasn't brilliant at reading and writing. Um, but it wasn't his reading and writing that I married him for. Um, <laughs> so there will be lots of people that think I'm illiterate. Um, but So he would always start the conversation pretending to be me so as he could see where the guy was going to lead the conversation. Okay. If they led the conversation down a line of would I go off and do whatever without hubby knowing, then they would acquire themselves a block. It is such an interesting um, subject, isn't it, it? It was one that I think we've never had a response like it. I know. It was a huge response on, on Fab Swingers, email... Even on Twitter, we had we had quite a few yeah. replies about last yeah. week. People seem to enjoy it, and we had a lot of um, support from you know people who shared our kind of opinions on it. And I think the majority all feel the same way. We also had a, f- a few people that actually thanked us because they said they were in situations where they're in a very comfortable life, and their, their partners are kind of almost turned a blind eye to it so i was uh, one of my collection of husbands <laughs> in, in the dim and distant past <laughs> did, you, did you have seasonal collections like, like you know fashion or was it just oh no there was definitely no fashion with that one <laughs> so when he and i first met he'd only ever had one sexual partner before me yeah and my mum said oh poor man but um <laughs> She said, don't break him. <laughs> so he and I, when we were courting, had... There's an old-fashioned term. Courting. 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 When we were courting, had quite an active sex life. Yeah. We taught him a few new tricks, you know. And then from about 
a month before the wedding, it was the stress of the wedding that was, you know, getting in the way of his libido. And okay. then it was work and then it was a new job. And there was always an excuse. And for 13 years, if I got a shag once a year, I was lucky. I walked through the living room once in stocking suspenders, the full works. And he leaned around me because I was blocking the telly. What was, yeah. that, what was on the telly? Morse. So, um, <laughs> he did drive a nice car. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for us, we reached a point where, in, to my mind, and whether this is something that anybody agrees with or not, it was my world, it's not your world, this is my world. And, yeah. and for me, I, I, I did take a lover and... Um, I had a really perfect life at home. I mm. did have a perfect life. Yeah. You know, my husband was um, was a good husband in lots of respects. We had a very, very old-fashioned, traditional marriage. I stayed at home and looked after the children and the house and everything else, and he went to work. We were, you know, his dinner would be on the table when he got home and all that kind of... But the one thing that I gave away was the one thing he didn't want. So I wasn't giving away anything that he wanted. Yeah. yeah. And that's how I put it to bed in my head. Yeah. I was only giving away what he didn't want. Yes. And it didn't take a string of lovers. I didn't, I didn't put his health at any risk by what I was doing. I was very cautious. I was very discreet. So nobody ever knew. So never caused him any embarrassment. And basically, I don't know whether he knew what was going on or whether he didn't. He stopped telling me that I was an infomaniac and I needed to get some therapy because I stopped bothering him for sex. Yeah. And he was happy that I stopped bothering him for sex. Yeah. So for us as a couple, that worked. I think had it have been blatantly out there and it would have been obvious that I'd taken it, I think he would have been horrified. He was very much about what the neighbours thought. Yeah. So I was ultra discreet about it. You kind and of so just... It's, it's the old sort of saying, isn't it? You either grow together or you grow apart. And you were just clearly just growing apart yep. and beginning to live your own lives. Yeah, and that, and that's definitely what happened. Mm. And it worked. It worked for the duration that it... That it and, until basically I got back with a, a partner I'd been with when I was my first ever boyfriend. Mm. And so... Um, <sighs> I hadn't intended that to happen and mm. it just kind of did happen. Yeah. And I think had that not have happened, I'd probably have still been with my husband now. I would just have carried on with having a lover and and functioning the rest of my world yeah. as I as I did. Mm. Um So when you were this is quite a personal question, but so when you were in that scenario, was there ever a time with the lover that you thought I think my life would be better with them. No. So I laid in bed with him one... I used to go at, like, stupid o'clock in the morning. I'd, I'd say to my husband, and this is a good tip for you ladies, um, supermarkets started to open 24 hours. Yeah. So I would say once the children were in bed and he was ready to go to bed, right, I'm going to Asda. And I'd go to Asda for three hours. Yeah. You've never done a trolley dash like it in your life. I could do Astra in 20 minutes. That brought me two and a half hours yeah. to go visit the lover. So one o'clock in the morning, we'd be in bed. Yeah, You do realise now there's partners listening to this. Where if they particularly spend a lot of time shopping, they're fucked. <laughs> and not in a good way. So one morning, about half past two in the morning, I got out of bed to go for a wee. 
like we ladies do after the moment. And I heard my lover lay in the bed and say, I love you. I never acknowledged a word of it. I never even admitted I'd heard those words and he never said it again. And I never, ever acknowledged that he'd said it because then, for my mind, back to the emotional investment, if I'd have even acknowledged what he'd said, that would have then taken that to an emotional attachment and that wasn't what I was offering. Yeah. Thinking about it now, looking back in my own way, I did love him. Yeah. But I would never have admitted it even to myself, let alone yeah. to to him. Yeah. Absolutely wouldn't. Mm. Um, because that wasn't what it was about. Yeah. It was about physically getting a scratch itched. Yeah. yeah. Not thrush. It's not in that kind of way. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was about a physical need that he fulfilled that my husband didn't. Yeah. And all of my emotional investment was at home. It wasn't mm, yeah. out with him. You see, I think a lot of people's opinions would automatically assume, I could be completely wrong here, would automatically assume it's more it's more the woman that has the problem with her libido and that she's gone off sex because I think in most of our minds men are always up for it. Gen- generalized, I would imagine that's. But also but, but, within but, our friendship groups, I mean, do you? I mean, if I go and spend time with friends, even younger friends, they're like, "Oh, I can't be arsed now. We've yeah. had the kids all day, you know, I'm not feeling it. And, oh, I've changed the bed, so that means he's going to want a shag tonight. Yeah. You know, and they're all a little bit like, it's a chore. Yeah. Sex isn't a chore. Sex is amazing. And there's absolutely no excuse to make it into a chore. Yeah. But once you get it in your mindset, it's a chore. Anything can become a chore once you put it in your mindset that it's a chore. Yeah. If you keep it in your mindset. So when I had my hysterectomy, they said, oh, you might lose your libido. I own a fucking not. Absolutely not a prayer of losing my libido. And it was a mindset. If I'd have let my body do exactly what it wanted to do, hormone-wise and everything else, yeah, I probably would have done. But I was absolutely not losing my libido. And I've said that to you, You've, haven't I? You talked about this about yes. my menopause, and that I refuse to to let it. And as as a partner, that you know, I really, really appreciate that because it would be easy. It's something I think, especially women. I'm being I'm categorising here and generalising, but I think it's something that women do, you know, do work on. Yeah. Whereas blokes don't. Guys generally don't have to work on. Oh, you know, it's going to be. A, Tough job having to, you know. Yeah, but as, have as sex. we know, as you and I both know, before we even started the podcast or anything else, we used to get a lot of messages from people, and the majority of them were actually um, women that were telling us that it was the men that weren't interested. But it's still. <laughs> yeah. My husband did tell me that his mother wouldn't like it, and I said, well, she's not going to get it. <laughs> That didn't go down very well. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. It is a really, really interesting topic. I know. I and think it's one that we could go on about forever. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I think it's going to be like um, uh, it's going to be a topic that keeps raising itself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Ooh, it comes. <laughs> we, can, <laughs> yes. we can throw our microwave away. The potato is going to stay hot for a long time. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, thank you for sharing that story, Dad. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. As you know, I'm always completely transparent. I think that that for me that works. Doesn't work for everyone, but it works for me. And if I think I've got something valid to say, I'll, I'll more than happily share it with everybody. Excellent. Everyone's going, oh, for fuck's sake, Deb's on again. <laughs> <laughs> now let's move on to the main meat of the show. Yes. P-D-I. It's not some sort of American crime show. <laughs> or or sexual, sexually transmitted disease. P-D-I. I'm just P-D-I, the, not S-T-I. Yeah, I'm just off to the P-D-I clinic. <laughs> Ooh. How was it? It was literally amazing. Absolutely amazing. Spent several days on the nudist beach, so I got no white lines. And then on the last day, went in the pool at my hotel. They weren't even topless there, so I'd got a full bikini on, got a twat tan on the last day. (laughs) Fuming. Absolutely fucking fuming. So... Did you manage to get to any clubs or establishments? That, uh, right, so I've gone uh, on this nice vanilla ho- holiday with my nice vanilla friend. Thought, well, whilst I'm there, I ought to do a little bit of research. Spent every night in a club and a bar and at a party. Yes, so I did lots. But whilst I was there, I recorded you a little bit of footage. <laughs> you see, that's dedication, isn't it? I know. We're, we're going to have to... Take this footage off, I think, off your phone. Yes. It's all recorded on the phone and we'll convert it and put it into the show next week. Try yes. and make it not sound like shit. Mm, no, I don't know because I'm not, I'm not listening to it. I'm well, very well, excited. Well, phones aren't exactly advanced recording equipment, are they? You, so, are, you I, are a top-notch roving reporter, you I'm are. sure. And, I'm, and Mr. M was very excited because I think there was a mention that you'd been on a boat. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes, I actually went on a boat. So after my tales of I can be sick in a deep bath, <laughs> and I still can be sick in a deep bath, I, t- I, I went to the chemist and said, help, because <laughs> we might need to go on a boat. So they t- sold me some tablets and then I went and bought some little wristband things oh, God. and went on a boat. No nausea. Not Brilliant. one second Yay. of nausea. I thoroughly enjoyed every minute. Okay, so describe the place to me. It, it, are all the clubs together or is it, is it like... So it's the bizarrest thing in the world. So... There's two shopping centres. Okay. There's the Yumbo Centre. Yumbo. Which is predominantly like the gay quarter. Okay. Which makes it a lot of fun. And the drag bars are there and stuff like that. And it's got a big open centre to it. Um, And they have like shows and stuff. So, whilst I was there on Fetish Week, they had the puppy show. Did you know it was Fetish Week? I did know it was Fetish Week. Yes, I did. But this was all booked completely innocently. Yeah, I didn't know it was when it was booked because I didn't have anything to do with the booking of it. Honest, Governor, I didn't know it was all whips and chains. (laughs) I'd have booked that. If I was booking it, that's what I would have booked. Um, so you've got the Yumbo Centre yeah and then you've got Cita Centre Cita so you've got the beach and then you've got Cita Shopping Centre and then a little bit further out you've got the Yumbo and then so each of these are about a kilometre apart okay and then a kilometre beyond that was our hotel so we basically left our hotel got in a cab because I'm a lazy bitch (laughs) went to the Yumbo (laughs) Centre 
had a bit of like drinks and chat with friends and then got in another cab and went to the Cita Centre. And what's the Cita Centre like? It's another shopping centre, yeah. but it is that is genuinely like a shopping centre. Oh, it, vanilla so, or... Well, <laughs> depends. <laughs> if you want to go and buy some sunglasses, yeah, go in the Cedar Centre and buy some sunglasses. Completely vanilla. They're with your kids. Or you can go in next door and go to the sex club. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you've got the sex club right next to sort of innocent yeah. shops. Yeah. And there's several sex clubs in there. Uh, and uh, there's a couple uh, of sex clubs on the outskirts. And Are they, are they quite well sort of displayed so people would know that there were sex clubs or is it all very subtle and um, would would you have to have like inside knowledge to know that they were there they, they do very often have the word swingers on okay. the outside of it that's pretty pretty yeah. advertising ron and, seal is it ron seal you get one and <laughs> i have a photograph that i'm going to send to you to put on your twitter okay so there's a club just on the outskirts of the Cedar center called route 69 uh, now we've heard good things about Route this place. Route 69 is amazing. You now feature in Route 69 for the rest of forever. No. Oh so they God. have a wall that everyone signs. Yeah. The wall was full, so I went to the door. So everybody coming in and going out of Route 69 will see Vanilla to Vixen podcast. Hey. Delicious oh. Debs. <laughs> And I've signed the wall for you, the door. It's like Freddie Mercury's wall, isn't yes. it? George Michael's wall. It's so, you, so you are now there for the rest of posterity on the door. Vanilla to Vixen podcast, delicious Debs. So I will, and I've took a photograph of me with it. I think we're going to have to speak, because Route 69, I've heard so many good things. Yes, what didn't um, the delightful uh, Chris and Amanda from purple mamba t- tell us about i think yes we've, we've talked about that one and that it was one that they particularly yes sort of said was, was i can understand really, why really yeah i can understand why mm. it is amazing tiny really i mean all the clubs are relatively small and in route 69 i think the bar closes at four in the morning yeah god that's what time they roll the roller shutters down I rolled the roller shutters back up at half past six to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't rebel. the last one to leave. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. So, so is it like a 24-hour a thing? Well, well, no, because um, the owner and the barmaid do have to sleep. And so when I said to him about doing him coming and doing a, a piece for the podcast, he said, um, yes, but I do need to sleep. And I said, yes, I know you do. I'll come in at, it's very incons- just before you open. Very inconsiderate of him. <laughs> and on that particular day, he was literally running around like a headless chicken. So I didn't get an interview with him, which was really disappointing because I would have liked him to have spoken to. You. How cool would it be if we could get episode 69, Route 69? That oh, would be that really would, cool. I'll work on that because I do have the number for his partner. So really I'll cool. work on that and see if we can get him to phone in. For 69. And we could do Route, route, route 69, 69 on episode, episode 69. 69. Oh, that would be amazing. I'll work on that one and see what I can do. Um, but yeah, so we did get one of the clubs to do an interview. They were really cool people and the most beautiful. It looked like I designed it. Oh, oh it's going to be good. It's going to be glam. It's yeah. It's very glamorous. And we went during the day. Um, so all the the lights were on before they opened. Not during the day, it was evening, but the, all the lights were on. And normally it can be a little bit seedy with the lights on. Okay. It was just as beautiful and spotlessly clean. That's good. Which I liked yeah. a lot. 
So, so while you were away, it was in the news, and I might have to mention this, I might have to say something. I, I, I don't know if you've listened to last week's podcast. The ecosystem in Gran Canaria, apparently, <laughs> certain parts of Spain, apparently being damaged by swingers. <laughs> Squashing their sand dunes. <laughs> I, I may have said something. I can't remember my exact words. <laughs> you may have suggested that I had some bearing on this. I may have suggested that, that the eco, perhaps you were like doing something on the dunes. That I, may, <laughs> that I may have flattened something to devastate the ecosystem. <laughs> like, I know my arse is big, but it's not big enough to completely devastate the ecosystem. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I did tell him. Yeah. So Death is going to kill you for that one. So... All in all, then, it's really interesting. I can't believe like you've got really vanilla sort of things right in the middle. So there's family. Is the families wandering around? Yeah, there's families wandering around. Um, and apparently, I wasn't actually present for the puppy showing competition. <laughs> that sounds so fucking wrong. Have a look at the puppies. But I have. I will show you some of the footage that I have of um, the, the puppies being paraded around the Yumbo Centre. Oh, well, yeah. actually canine puppies, not... No! Men dressed as puppies. What? what You've not heard of such a thing. Was? What did you think I was on about? Well, I wasn't quite sure. Okay, so this... So for those of you that are quite as naive as Mr N, bless your little cotton socks. <laughs> for those that are really naive and wish to stay that way, get cotton wool in your ears now. So... It's a fetish, yeah. and it is for dressing up as a puppy or handling a puppy. Now, some of our suppliers who supply vanillatovixen.co.uk, we've we've seen these gloves where you can have gloves, puppy gloves. Yep. So, um, so um, the usual wear puppy masks—they're usually made of leather. Yeah. So it makes your face look like a, like a dog, mm-hmm. and then some of them actually wear a tail. We won't even go there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. We'll sweep with along you. that quickly. Yeah. Some of these tails are attached to their underwear. Some of these tails are attached to them. That's as much information as we need on that. They <laughs> usually wear knee pads and because they go along on their hands and knees. If I had a puppy, he would be on his hands and knees. I have footage of puppies walking upright. That would not be happening. If you were going to be my puppy, you'd be on your fucking knees. <laughs> So they were throwing toys for them, throwing bones for them, and they run along, get their toy, bring it back to their their owner. What is the kink with that? What do they get out of it? So it's it's proper subservient, isn't it? Right, okay. It's properly, you know, you're on, you're being fed out of a bowl. You, you're you, on a lead. You're, you're collared. Yeah. You you are properly. You belong to that owner. Yeah. You are their puppy. Right. You know. So, but it, and there's I, people stroking them and petting them and I'd imagine for the person being the puppy mm. it's a huge release of um, you're literally handing over all the power yeah. you can't even speak yeah, yeah yes. it's a huge release yeah. of, of, of being of responsibility yes. yes you can just shrug off all your responsibility of the, the day-to-day life and just be this this animal that, that and it's almost reliant upon someone else to, yeah. f- to feed it, and so I can understand mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. No, oh, don't get me wrong. The puppies weren't like come on holiday on a Monday and stay as a puppy until the following <laughs> Monday. You know, they were they were there for the puppy play, yeah. and the puppies were all playing together, and it was it was properly like 
a puppy show. <laughs> Except some of them were walking. Mine wouldn't fucking walk. <laughs> and I said to Red, some of them are walking. She went, oh, yours wouldn't walk, would it? I went, no, it wouldn't. You're a puppy, get on the floor. I suppose... All applications for future puppies. <laughs> you will get shitloads. We'll come on to where people can contact you. you I'd imagine as well, for the dog handler or the puppy handler, again, that is quite a quite a thing for a dom isn't it yes that you've got something literally there sort of someone being an animal yeah and you've got the lead that, that's quite a, a dominating and so again you, you've that's quite a release and an excitement but a huge sense of responsibility over your puppy oh god i don't think i have enough responsibility of day-to-day life anyway but, but, <laughs> but all doms have a huge responsibility over their submissives yes yeah all doms do have a huge amount of responsibility about the welfare and care of their submissives. And I honestly think that is why I'm not a dom because it's like <laughs> I've got enough shit and responsibilities anyway. <laughs> this is like my I don't want more fucking responsibility. You would be the puppy, wouldn't you? Not with them knees. I've got to say, I'm just thinking yeah, about true. my knees. Yeah. I'm also thinking about where I'd stick my tail and. <laughs> Sure. I'll get you some pants with a tail on yeah. it. It's fine. Yeah. fine. Softcore puppy. Softcore. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what kind of puppy I'd be. Oh, so I've already. St. Bernard. Uh, no. Oh, I fancy being a St. Bernard. No, yeah, you could be, but me, I think you're a you're a um uh, a great English bulldog. Uh, no, no, bulldog. That's far too like Winston Churchill aggressive. I think. No, no, no he would no. he would be a big. Dopey. Well, yeah, true. St. Bernard. Yeah. Yeah, I like the way you said that. Big dopey St. <laughs> That's fucking sexy, that is. Oh, gosh. But we're back down to fetish, not sex. Of course. And the it's two okay. are not necessarily kindred spirits. Yeah, For everyone, not for yeah. everybody, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, think, I don't think if you were being a puppy that that would be sexually driven. I think that mm. that would a be fetish. that would be a driven. fetish, yes. Yeah. And and like Tina will tell you, and like you know Roxy will tell you, a lot of fetishes are not actually sexually driven. So next week's show, then we will he- definitely hear some of these interviews. Yes, That's very excited be about really, that. Really, really excited. And thank you for doing no, that you're for welcome. us on your own holiday. You're <laughs> been welcome. A, been a roving reporter. I know. Now, as we said a few minutes ago. We've got a new game. We have. And there's a new way. That happened by accident. It did, didn't it? We, we were talking and Delicious Debs suddenly went, I've, I've not got a profile as, as Delicious Debs. Yeah. So anybody that listens to me on the podcast has got no idea how to contact me and that's the way I like it. Exactly. <laughs> so my private... <laughs> the word private compared to fab but my personal, personal profile yeah. on fab has remained exactly that it Never is my it. private yeah. personal profile even, and uh, we even had you as the guest list as delicious depths yes. yes so i never actually advertised that on the podcast because i don't want to encourage <laughs> don't want to encourage the dickhead element <laughs> into my private <laughs> fab profile but having not having a delicious Debs profile seemed a little bit remiss. Yeah. 
Oh, what a can of worms that opened. But we, we couldn't believe it, it hadn't already been taken. Yes. Yeah. Nobody had taken it. Which you think, there's, there's, there's quite a few Debras out there and Debs. And yeah, I'm, I was really surprised it wasn't taken. So you quickly got it, delicious Debs, confirmed it, you've got your brand new profile. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> so we didn't upload a photograph. In fact, what I'm going to do, let me just open the profile because I think this is a valuable... We will say, dear listener, we watched this happen in real this time. This happened live in your living room. It did. And we just sat back and went, fucking hell. A, a total shitstorm followed. It, it was actually quite... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Shocking. Yeah. Unbelievably. Enlightening. Yeah. So, I set up a single female profile, obviously. So, my profile title is Vanilla to Vixen. And my profile text reads, Delicious Debs from Vanilla to Vixen podcast. I have ticked no interests. Because you're not interested in anyone (laughs) or anything. And then let me just look, uh, find my preference. Yes, because there was no photo, was there? It was no. set up as a single lady. Yeah. Yeah. So, my details. So, I have put my postcode. Um, I've put my first name as DD, Delicious Debs. Straight, 4 foot 11, fabulous as my body shape, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Well. I've never seen anyone get as excited when they realise they've got a fabulous body shape. <laughs> fabulous was an option. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm uh, ticking that bad boy. Yeah. Um, and that I don't drink. That's literally all that is on my profile. There are no photographs. There is nothing more than that. It was completely unverified. Yeah. You literally set it up. Brand new thing. Yeah. Like two minutes. What happened? And I set that up at nine o'clock the night before last. By 11 o'clock, I had 63 messages. (laughs) How long did it take for the very first message to come through? Three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. (laughs) I then went to go back in because I logged out, went to go back in to look at it again, and Fab had gone, you need to photo verify yourself. Now, back in the day when I set my profile up originally... They liked you to do it, but it didn't matter if you didn't. Yeah, it was an option. It's not an option now. They won't let you into the site until you photo verified yourself. Okay, that seems like a good idea. So, I photo verified myself. I I am a technophobe. Self-confessed technophobe. So, I've got my bit of paper I've scribbled on in one hand. It says, we need to be able to see your hands. And I'm holding my phone in the other hand and I'm like... (laughs) Well, how the fuck am I supposed to show both my hands? Well, they'll know I'm holding my phone, so I sent it with one hand on it. No, they wouldn't accept that. No way! I suppose if you're a woman, you could balance it between your tits. Yeah, so um, we will verify, we will uh, authenticate you within the hour. Yeah, six hours later, I'd still not been allowed on. So I did another photo. I propped a load of stuff up on my bed and put the phone there and put the timer on. I was very impressed with myself. (laughs) Got both my hands in the photo. What do you do if you've only got one hand? Put your stump in. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Or you don't need to put your face in. You can do fully naked. Okay, so, what, 
So you're very well, far. Hold on a minute. So if you have your face in, you've got to have both hands, but you can do a fully naked with but, no face. But yes. The verification photo's private anyway. You don't have to publicly show. Why would you want to do a. Why bother doing a completely naked one? I suppose, I suppose you could put it public if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. But, but to be perfectly honest. Working on that, they're just going, yes, it's definitely a man. Yes, it's definitely a woman. Right. How's that verifying you? I don't know. I don't understand how that verifies you. Because you could then post any number of bodies on your profile... As long as there's no head on it, they can't say whether it's you or not. Yes, exactly. They could be anybody. So I don't like that. It doesn't sit nicely with me. I have actually stuck my face on that. You see, I think they're they're trying to... I mean, obviously you've got... Trying and failing. Yes, but we'll come on to this in a moment. You've got other apps, uh, such as the Pineapple app, who obviously... uh, went on to... You've got to have a driving licence and all that. But then they had issues with security. So... I can understand Fab covering themselves with that security issue by saying, look, we want you to make a photo. Yes, we all know that it could be falsified and anyone can do it. But they're kind of going half the way, aren't they? So there's there's not such a security risk. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, if a photo gets out with somebody holding up a Fab name just just with a piece of paper, that's not a major Mm. security risk like photographing a driving licence. And sending it in. Because that way, if somebody can hack into it, they've got your full real name, yeah. your address. Yeah. yeah. You know, that is serious shit. Yeah. Whereas somebody just standing there with your cock out, <laughs> saying, big nuts, fab swingers. <laughs> That's not so serious, is it, really? No. So, of these 63 messages that we received, so we sat laughing at them. And this was literally just setting up a profile so as if somebody wanted to contact Delicious Debs, hmm. they could find me and and send me a message. Um, and I could probably ignore it. But um, <laughs> then they started to arrive. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, did they arrive. So we we have got a number of really quite... You know, normal, like, hi, how are you type messages, which... Normal look, people. Normal, normal people, nice. yes. Because bear in mind, this is going to be a newcomer's first impression, probably. Yeah. so as far yeah. as they're concerned, I've been on Fab anything between three minutes yeah. and two hours. You, you're probably very nervous. I've probably never done anything like this before, you know, yeah. or or whatever. Don't I don't know what to expect. I haven't put in the profile that, yeah. you know, I'm a hardened swinger. Come on, bring me some cock. No, you've got nothing. <laughs> so, so these are guys who, who hopefully are thinking about this. Yep. Brand new account, brand new single female. They want to impress. Yep. What was the reaction? So this is how they impressed me. <laughs> and we did say that we would do, like, the top couple each week because it would be a nice little slot to do. <laughs> but I can't narrow it down to a couple on this one. So we're just going to yeah. get through them as quickly as we can. Okay. Yeah. So as you all know, I am a bit of a... I've got a bit of a thing for people who have a lot of cockpits. Yes. So we have the new award for the most cockpits. Okay. And we're actually... I'm bored now, so I'm going to out you, you miserable piece of shit. <laughs> Excuse for a profile writer. 
this is not going to end well. Okay. Oh, you're going to be... Um, my solicitor is on standby. <laughs> oh, shit. Be so the to new be award for the most cockpicks goes to Big Black J007. <laughs> okay. His profile reads, if you like what you see, message me. And that's all his profile reads. And on his profile are 153 pics. No. What all cockpicks? Six of them he has pants on. Oh, okay. There you go. 147 of them <laughs> are just of his cock. <laughs> How much can you actually like your own cock? <laughs> 147. Well, they, was it, you know, did he display it in different scenarios or was it just... Flaccid. Yeah? No, no, we've got no flaccid ones. Just stiff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's 150-odd stiffies. That, I'm quite impressed. Did he, did he try to find his best side, do you think? I don't was... think there is a best side of a cockpit. <laughs> I've got to be honest, I don't think there is a best side of a cockpit. You might get a top and a bottom, we the could. cock. You, you might get the phallus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have had them from different directions. Okay. okay. It's not a one-direction thing. <laughs> yeah, it's got it from different directions, but I just think, why? Black and white and colour, or just any artist? No, they're all colour. Okay. All colour. They're okay. all in full colour. Okay. Um, and I just think there's no need for it. Okay. There's literally no need for it. Okay. You know, one or two of your pictures of your cock, there were those that would argue that you Mrs. like N. you love a cockpit, don't I, you, Mrs. I, N? Yeah, I don't mind the odd cockpit, but, but I'm you're not, sure not going to scroll through 147 of them. <laughs> no, I'm not. I would be bored after the second. I have to be honest. Yeah. I realise perhaps it's perhaps it's a morning thing. Perhaps he gets up, wakes up, thinks. Ugh. Right. Have a stretch. Take yeah. a photo of my cock. Come with me, day. <laughs> Just, I'd like pull. to know how successful he's been on his meets. <laughs> he has got, I think that's the one that's got six verifications. I can't exactly remember. There you go. So then. he has had meets from his 157, 147 pictures of his yeah. cock and six of his pants. It's okay. worked six times. Yeah, it's worked. Exactly. There we go. We can't, we can't fault him. Well, we can, but... <laughs> so... As everybody knows, because I've made no qualms about it, I am just about as old as Moses. Um, I am 53 years old. I'm very fat, proud to be 53 you years old. There 50, are a lot though. of people no, that wish that they could make 53, and it's an honour that I'm yes. very happy you, to you wear. You don't like, look yeah. 53. Thank you, darling. You may come again. Literally, <laughs> get him a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> Curious boy, one-to-one, who is... 20 years old sent me a stunning message would you ever have naughty unprotected sex with a young horny guy and then he's actually got a tagline on his uh, uh, status on his profile at the moment about a breeding fetish no. I'm 53 my eggs would look like raisins if I still owned any <laughs> 53 and he is 20 yeah but the the age thing i can understand the breeding thing and unprotected sex hell no exactly that's a bit of a so just for you ladies in case this young man takes that status down and shits himself quickly um i would suggest that um 
you don't well, have on from a personal sex. point of view i take my health very seriously and i wouldn't go with anybody who advertises very openly like that from protected sex yeah, absolutely um if you are new to the scene ladies and couples if you are new to the scene and um are not sure you know about things do not ever play with anybody who openly advertises for unprotected sex it it's not Russian roulette my no. darlings it really isn't no um so and and it's important to know as well that a large huge part of the scene isn't like that no massively so then i had another one from dan lister to say fancy bouncing on a married dick He's not said hello. He's not said how are you. He's not said his opening line is he's advertising himself. Bouncy bouncing on a married dick. He's advertising himself as a human bouncy castle. Yes. With probably a good novelty sort of something to hang on to. I just I don't get it. What what is in a man's brain that thinks that is going to get them a meet? That's going to make them wet, isn't it? <laughs> Go and bounce on this well, I, I might voluntarily throw up, but other than that, okay. So, I mean, that guy is a little bit older. He's thirty-one, so should know better. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason that we're picking these out is it's not exactly polite, is it? No. It, I mean, you're 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 wanting. The overall thing is you're wanting to meet like-minded people that you can have fun with and obviously, ultimately, have sex. For a mutually enjoyable time. Exactly. And you can say it's, it's a funny thing to send or whatever, humorous, but at the end of the day, it's just not polite, is no. it? No. It's not polite to go, do you want to bounce on a married dick? So Charming just... Chubby, 8367, his answer was... Uh, answer his opening line was your nick is wet would love to fuck you deep bareback doggy style <laughs> yeah, at least he's picked his position he's <laughs> exactly. given you a lot of information in that one line yeah 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 he's obviously you know i've got a lot of say in this yeah clearly <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah my knickers are fucking soaking from that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez this is not going well goose 89 you like anal sexy <laughs> well that's his opening line did you say no but i know a woman that does no it's, just, it's, not, it's not what you send as a first message is it no not at well, all what you have to bear in mind is this profile's been live for literally minutes at this point yeah yeah minutes and I've said that I'm. A, it's on a podcast. What was the most? So I'm probably going to get outed. What yeah. was the most shocking one? Um, I want to be shocked. Oh, this is the what you loved. This one. This is the one that you were. I think we've got. We've got two. Okay. We've got two, and they run side by side for different reasons. For the most shocking. Okay. And I'm going to let the listeners decide for themselves which one they consider to be the most shocking. One is going to make you laugh and go, really? And one is going to make you, if you are a normal human being, go, what the fuck? Let's do the humorous one first. Humorous one first. Pussy Ater. So, (laughs) P-U-S-S-Y-A-T-E-R. I think Pussy Eater must have gone, so he's just left the E out. Or he's dyslexic. 85. We won't forget the 85 on the end in case any of you lovely ladies need feel the need to message this guy for some of his services. 
His <laughs> message was the the title at the top was Wanna. Okay. W A N N A. Wanna. As in the Spice Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Taste Deb's farts. There's a whole load of M's after it. What, just wanna taste Deb's farts? Yeah, that's it. Wanna taste Deb's farts. Wow. (laughs) Do you want us to do you a t shirt with that on it? No. I'm speechless. I am actually speechless. I did have a message once that said I would use your shit for toothpaste, but that's. <laughs> I tell you what, you could, you could have sold that to Colgate. Yes. <laughs> but the hell. one that I think. So, from my point of view, that that's kind of gross. It is kind of gross, but it is kind of funny. Yeah. You yes. can just laugh about it. it this is. one, this one, from a personal perspective, I didn't find remotely funny, and I was quite. Is it a little bit disturbing? It is. We should probably block out this person's name because this, this, there could be consequences of people getting really upset at this one. Yes, and I agree. So we and just because I think that potentially this could be... A li- okay, maybe it's a fantasy in his head. Maybe it is a fantasy in his head, but for the sake of the fact that he's not the only person he's used in this message, yeah. I'm going to not give his name out. Yes. Yeah, okay. I'd love to. I'd love to slave my girlfriend's gay daughter Chloe with you. What? What? Yep, I'm going to repeat it because it's so unbelievable. I'd love to slave my girlfriend's gay daughter Chloe with you. Considering there is no details on my profile, I've not said that I'm a dom or that or that I'm into other people's, you know, family members or Holy there's literally shit. nothing on my. I'm actually it's making my skin itch and just how, thinking about it. And how long was it before you got that message? That was about seventeen minutes into the pro, having owning the profile. Fucking hell! That that's actually quite disturbing. It's, it's very disturbing, and. Um, whilst you know it has I'm offended by it I'm not I'm literally offended by it Um, I actually think had I been new to fab that's enough to make me delete my profile yeah, yeah absolutely that is and enough think, to make me what the hell am i getting myself into what kind of deviant i mean we all yeah. laugh we're all deviant but that's not that's on a yeah. different level yeah and, and i think it's important as well this is a reminder we've we've done this obviously to, to show people what happened in a, in a real life situation it wasn't something we planned and thought let's you know delicious devs literally thought i'll have a profile of delicious devs so people can contact me yeah and let's hope some people do contact you in a nice way but i think it's a serious reminder that there are some disturbed people on fab swings yeah. yes and to be honest the profile that i have up for delicious deb's is never going to have my face picture on it's yeah. never going to have any of my details to link you to me um and it's always going to be a bit of a laugh about the podcast yes and then and if, sure, if if, if somebody sure people messaged, can send you questions so, so i've had a young man who messaged me he messaged me within about 
10 minutes of starting the profile we actually exchanged a couple of messages whilst i was laughing at everybody else's and his interaction was literally impeccable he was lovely and i will actually give him my personal profile i'll transfer him over there and he and i will talk on there i won't keep that on the delicious deb's profile we got a good one we We got a good one out of 60 so what did we have we had 63 on monday we had one on Tuesday. We've had nine today since actually managing to... Because they wouldn't let me back yeah. into the profile. I've only literally, in the last hour, got back into the profile. I've had nine messages. And I'm sure if I check my phone, I've got an open messages. So, I, I so th- out th- of them, I've had one good one. Yeah. I, I think this is a good message for the single guys as well. That if sometimes the ladies come across as a little bit offish or standoffish this is the shit they have to deal with on yes, a daily basis absolutely so you've got to be I've e- only picked out the very polite. worst I mean the, the others of them <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of good in there yeah yeah I there understand. are some really nice hi how are you type messages yeah I understand but when you've got 70 odd messages to kind intercept yeah if i'd have put a photo up i know i'd have trebled the amount of photos uh, the amount of messages that came in so i intentionally didn't put a photo up i'm going to put my um character from the The cartoon cartoon. yeah Yeah. that will be my profile picture and that will remain my profile picture so if you're looking for me that's what you're looking for delicious deb's you'll have a cartoon picture as you as the profile um but i just think how awful for new people that that join a new single lady joins sticks a picture of herself up there yeah but i think it's important we don't put people off of wanting to create create because it can be such a fabulous place yeah but just click and delete click and delete absolutely absolutely and for goodness sake guys and ladies you you have a block button for a reason yeah block buttons and filters yeah yeah so if, if you, you're looking yeah, for... They, they don't have a filter for dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, but you you do, for instance, have a filter with age. So if you wanted someone that you hope will be a bit mature, you could at least cut out certain age groups. And I know that's not going to guarantee maturity. I know age... Some of my um, other dubious ones, I got one from a 61-year-old. Uh, that's what I say. I appreciate... So it's not always going to work. I appreciate age is not going to guarantee maturity, but at least you can use the filters to, to, to the best. It's a tool that you can use it. And I still think Fab Swingers is still above and by, beyond, by far, the best social media... Absolutely, yeah, and I, and I will not be, um, you know, deleting my profile no. anytime soon. I've had a profile on Fab Swingers for eighteen years, and I will always have a. As far as I'm, I'm concerned, I'll always have a profile on there. Um, it just there are times when it disturbs me some of the content yeah. that people think it's okay to send. And yeah, it, it is the people. You, you've just hit the nail on the head. It is the people putting the content on. It's the people using it, not the actual site itself. Yes. Absolutely. And I think that's a really, really important yeah. thing to say. I, I love spending time on Fab Swingers. I know you do, Debs. Yeah. I know you love spending time on Fab, on fab Swingers. <laughs> Mrs. N loves looking at the cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. N just passes over and says, do you like that one? Says, yeah, it's all right. Not bad. <laughs> so, yes. So, I think, I think yeah, there's some truly, truly shocking stuff there. Yes. But uh, equally, 
I've found over the years there are some truly amazing human beings. Yes. So just to give you a little a little good bit story. Balance, balance. For yeah. balance. Yes. So when we came back from PDI, we landed at um, Sunstead. You landed at Stansted. So we landed at Stansted Airport and we were supposed to get a coach from Stansted to Luton that was all fully pre-booked, everything was arranged. We'd left the car at Luton, thankfully not in the multi-storey. So we'd left the car at Luton and we'd booked the coach from Stansted to Luton. Yeah. That was how the flights worked out with the holiday that was booked. When we got to the airport in PDI, in Gran Canaria, there was a French air traffic control strike. Oh, no. It added to how much I love the French. <laughs> so we had a two-hour delay. We sat we in the airport. We just lost our percentage of French listeners. <laughs> I'm allowed my preferences. <laughs> so um, we sat on, in the airport for an extra hour. We sat on the plane for an extra hour. We eventually managed to take off. Of course, the coach had long gone by the time we landed. Yeah. We've landed in England. It's 38 degrees in Gran Canaria. It was about six degrees in England. <laughs> my coat was in my car because obviously uh. I'm going straight back to my car, so it's not a problem. We spent four and a half hours sat in the airport. Well, sat in the bus station at the airport. Two more coaches turned up that we were actually officially allowed to get on, but they wouldn't let us on because they were full and it looked like it was going to be another four hours to get a coach and then at four hours on that coach with three stop three changes before we got to the car and i was homicidal so i did what every single female does with half a brain cell and jumped on fab and said we're stuck at stansted trying to get to luton yeah. i was quite happy to pay petrol we, we oh we booked a taxi so we you know, we're independent women. We booked a taxi. Yeah. They gave us a quote as £107 for a taxi from Stansted to Luton. So we said, OK, we'll pay it. So Red paid it. They then came back and said, oh, no, it's £179 after it had been paid. Um, but gave us no option to agree that or not agree that. And then no taxi turned up. So we'd done everything in our power to get ourselves. We weren't just pulling the damsel in distress card. Yeah. We tried everything to get where we wanted to yeah. go and could not get there. So we put a thing on Fab. I had one guy message me and said, I'll do it for a double blow job. We had a couple of others that made some equally beautiful suggestions of oh, how we could no. pay for our carriage to Luton Airport um, and then a gentleman who was working through the night in his workshop said I'll, I will get up and I will I'll come I'll, I'll finish what I'm doing I'll come and get you it'll be about 45 minutes Bless and he him. did he came to the airport he picked us up he took us to Luton I gave him some money for the fuel we were very grateful I do need to write him a verification because he was a very sweet guy and it was a very chivalrous thing to do Bless him. in the 45 minutes I was waiting for him to come and get us yeah. one of my Friends, I've got my bunny ears up. Friends, <laughs> special friends. I didn't know, only lived 14 minutes from Stansted Airport. Oh, no. He got up, went for a wee, checked his phone, saw that I was in trouble, and messaged me and said, I'll get dressed and come and get you. And I went, I've already got somebody else who's on their way to get me, but thank you so much. Bless him. The, the special friend I've only actually met in person twice. Wow. So he was going to get out of his bed get dressed come and get us and take us to Luton airport because he didn't want us stranded and so for all of my taking the piss out of these ridiculous messages and how awful it is and aren't we all hard done to no we're not hard done to 
we're not. There are some absolutely beautiful souls on Fab. Yeah. And I don't want you all sitting there thinking I'm joining the man bashing yes. that I always argue yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. It, it exists for a reason because you, some of you, some of you can't help but be dickheads. Mm-hmm. If you behaved in the way that the good ones behaved, you would get way more interest and way more action. Just behave like a decent human being and your world on Fab will change. Thank you to all you amazing guys who are literally the reason that Fab exists. All right? I want to thank you. A beautiful way to end the show. Absolutely. Debs, thank you so much. We're going to play some of your interviews next week. And just thank you so much for sharing sharing your holiday with us at PDI. You are very, very welcome, my darlings. (laughs) See you soon. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.